0: Okay, welcome back, you guys, to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast with me, your host, Moira Casaba, and I've got a special treat for you today. My friend, Adam Jablin is in the house. Adam, thank you so much for being here.
1: Moira, thanks for having me on. I cannot wait to dive in together.
0: I know, I know. We have so much in common. Like when somebody connected us, right? I went straight to your Instagram. I saw addiction, mental health, neuro coach like i'm literally like goosebumps head to toe i'm like this is everything i'm obsessed with who is this guy um i've had the amazing opportunity to connect with your wife wife right you guys yes, are married yes. right okay i was like wait did i just say that <laughs> um she literally is an angel um yeah. adore her and you know we instantly have this connection because we share a history of addiction and I am so excited to dig into your story, to dig into the work that you're doing in the world and and just all of it. Um so can we start there? Can we start? I would love that with... And also
1: can we just flip it real fast? So when we yeah, got introduced, yeah. I yo, know, I just I love when things like this line up. I really yeah. when we got introduced. I went on your Instagram and I can't explain algorithms or anything like that. Yeah. But the first thing, the first thing that popped up was your 23 year medallion mm-hmm. and what you wrote underneath it. And I was like, ah, I found a sister. Yeah. I found yeah. A sister. And I dove into more on in your page and the, I was like, Oh my God. I, so the feeling was mu- mm. mutual and aligned.
0: Oh, thank you for that. I love that so much. And there really is. I think people that haven't weathered addiction and sobriety, probably could never fathom or begin to understand the connection. You know, it's it's so weird to me when like I connect with somebody in my DMs and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're an, you're a recovering addict too. And then I'm yeah. like, that sounds really bad, but that's awesome, but that sounds bad. You know, but, like, <laughs> but the only way I can explain to to people outside of that kind of sector is if you were to walk a road of like, you know, meeting on death's door, fighting, say, cancer or something like that. And trudging that road, as we say in recovery, trudging that road together and finding your way back to freedom together, linked arm in arm with the same brain, with the same emotions, with the same thoughts, with the same cage that you're living in there. It, there's no greater bond in life, really.
1: I you couldn't know? I couldn't agree more. You know, we we, we trudged through that hell together to yeah. this. Um, to this freedom um and and also i feel like one of the things that we do for one another is we remind one another you know you, you get you can get so busy and so and and for good reasons happy joyous, free but you can get so yeah. busy in our lives that we're this reminder for one another of what it used to be like you know what happened so to speak and yeah. right like we yes. just, just talking to one another just being around one another yeah so we could die, we could definitely dive in there
0: I love it. I love it so much. Well, let's start here because I used to always do an intro into my podcast and be like, you know, my guest today and kind of give all the background and everything. But I wanted, I want you to define you. If you were to have, you know, if you're walking out on the stage and you're giving a speech or whatever, uh, two parts here, what, what are the accolades and the title, right? How would you kind of title who you are in the world today? But then also, who are you really behind the curtain?
1: I got it totally. So I am a coach. I'm a. I call myself the hero coach, right? And I ignite the hero within. I mm-hmm. I help ignite it, the hero within, because we're all going through that hero's journey. Mm-hmm. The hero's journey: three major parts. The separation from the pain, from the alcohol, from the drug, from the old life, from whatever. Right to the initiation process what that looks like if that's step work if that's learning the force if that's a new exercise routine if that's becoming neo in the matrix to yes. the re- so I'm, that's that's why i take every client through their hero's journey which i love but who am i really i'm a man that really really cares and loves to connect you know, more of between you and I, I did not want to be a coach. I did not want to be Phil Jackson. I wanted to be Michael Jordan. I did not want to be on the sidelines, helping people. I want to be the star. So it's an interesting world where everybody's now, you know, what I am naturally, right. This caring, this compassion. I used to, when I was growing up in the eighties, that that, I used to think I was soft. I used to think Mm -hmm. that was feminine. Yeah, you know, I remember like hitting a kid in football, wrapping him up the right way, and my coach screaming at me, like, "Jablin, lay him out!" And I would help the kid up, lay leave him on the ground. I felt very feminine all the time because I care about people. So what I—that's who I really am. I'm a man that cares, that knows how to connect, and that's how I do all the coaching because I'm really here with my client.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. And you are the furthest thing from feminine that I would ever think. I mean, you're like a guy's guy, you're jacked, you're like, a, you know, fit, all the things. But I thank love that you, you can, yeah, but I love that you can tap into that and fully embrace that because I think the world needs so much more of that. So your coaching, let me just dig in, because I'm always just super sure. curious from an audience. I, come I on, I'm
1: going to open both, book, please. Yeah.
0: So what are the, you're doing a lot of one-on-ones, you're doing group coaching. What does this look like? Is it your own curriculum? Is it like a 12-week thing? Is it just, you know, sign up with me one-on-one, like a therapist kind of thing? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so let me give you the full umbrella, right? So there are people that will sign up for me, let's say, from really elite treatment centers, celebrities, athletes, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and a lot of those are one-on-one, and we'll start with three months right yep. one of the things i'm very um adamant about is i am not trying to build soldiers my job is to free the person i want them mm. now if they want to continue fantastic because maybe we found some other things they'd like to work on but we we do it th- we start with a 3 month to 6 month curriculum and my those are my elite one-on-ones i do do groups which i love as well right and i and group co- what i love about group coaching is Really, when you get to mix it up, it's it's a melting pot, right? It, it 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 turns into from a coaching to a little bit of a mastermind and kind of right. like a team, you know, and kind of like a team. And then I do do coaching where it'll be, let's say, I'm going to a school or I'm going to a prison or I'm you know, whatever it is. So there is an umbrella of this word coaching, but it does all go through one true curriculum, mm. and that is the way I develop that. Yep. was through a let's start with what you and I do was through my 17 years of recovery. yep and then you mix in um, what happened with me in business where I was you know forced into <laughs> if you want to say it that way, also blessed into but also had to had to become and mold myself into a captain of industry mm-hmm. and learn hardcore business the right way then i also had to really dive into personal development you know because yeah. if i want to be a coach i had to understand from the best of the best so diving into people like tony and yeah. taking all these um and also you know got i'm very blessed where i got to know you know coach phil jackson and and these mm-hmm. these people that really taught me their way of doing things in the sports world and i got to see these common themes and i put them with my identity and my way of teaching and my uh, personality and whoever vibes with me, it works perfectly. And if yeah. I'm not the person, I am so happy to introduce them to the right person because I really want people to thrive. Right. That's truly where I'm at. You know, I want yeah. people to find what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I am not the treasure. You know, if I'm the treasure map for you, fantastic. But I want you to find your treasure. Right. So if I'm not the treasure map, let's the right treasure map.
0: Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Because what you're doing is almost identical to what I'm doing, right? My own curriculum, my own path, my own kind of, this is like my recipe. You know what I bring people through. I'm like, this is the recipe. This is like the just everything to me, right? And it's probably actually very similar to what you're teaching. I I bet (laughs) if we ended
1: up, we'd be like, look what we both found.
0: Right, right, right. But I agree. It's like somebody that doesn't vibe with me, somebody that doesn't have their trust and faith in me as their leader, as their coach, as their mentor, whatever you want to call it, isn't going to necessarily unlock all the things that the same person on the, that that another person on the same path is going to unlock. Right. And so you've got to really, uh, and people say that all the time. I always say, listen, I don't care if I'm your coach, just get a coach, get a mentor, get a guide. Join a mastermind. Like you have to be connected to, you have to be investing your time and your money in some type of growth at all times, I believe, right? Especially as a coach. As I a coach.
1: agree. Yeah. I tell you something? And I, like, like, I'm going to get naked. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. I
1: hate that. I hate how true it is.
0: I know. You
1: know what I mean? But you do, you have to constantly grow up. I mean, the second I have felt okay, or I felt like, I, I got this, right? right? I got this. For some reason, you, you you could see it in every area of my life, just that little bit of stagnation. You have to constantly be leaning in. Maybe not climbing the Himalayan mountains, right. but you, you need to be constantly doing something to evolve. Yeah. You know? Right.
0: Well, and I also think there's like, for me, there's this a little bit of an ebb and flow into like... I'm investing in kind of a mentor or a business coach where we're scaling, where we're building, where it's like so much energy into like the business side. And then every once in a while, I'm like, okay, I need to breathe and maybe like pivot just a little bit and really put that type of energy into my personal, into my spiritual growth, which is happening every day, all day but on a very, you know, consistent, smaller basis. But then there comes these seasons where I'm like, I need to go all in on the personal side and then let the business kind of come down to this like just constant everyday smaller piece of it. But I was talking to um, my mastermind group actually, and and they are are well aware because they know my business coach who costs $100,000 a year. They were like, so are you going to do that again? And I was like, like, they were like, was it worth it? And I was like, am I am i going to do that again? and i was like i'm always going to do that. <laughs> like it it was it wasn't a one and done. i wish it was a one and done. right? right. I, I wish right. i could just stroke that check or wire that money one time and accomplish all my dreams and then be done. Right. but it doesn't work that way. <laughs>
1: Isn't that funny? So so I I think maybe you and I also learned that in our recovery, right? Yes,
0: we don't stop going to meetings. It's not like we got sober 17, 20 some years ago and we were like, check the box and moved on. It's a constant everyday investment into our sobriety if we still want it.
1: Constantly. And and I think once uh, it sounds like we're really like just together holding hands. And I feel like once you and I realize what even maybe what money really is, yeah. like what money really like, look, when I was growing up, like, let's just I'm 40. I'm gonna be 48 years old. When I was growing up, if you were the guy that pulled out the credit card, you have a, you have no idea how annoying that was they took a big thing out credit card a big white piece of paper chink chink yes. now they take a pen and write yes. right like everything was ca- like everything has changed so much that you really can see money is an energy exchange yeah,
0: absolutely you know i
1: mean like if you if you need a thousand dollars by the time i have the next 10 words out of my mouth i could venmo it to you mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like there was yeah. no such Crypto and this and that, like so, things have changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. And I, what you and I, I think, have found is that energy we're putting into our own growth, yes, you know, our own expansion, absolutely, it does come back. You know, it says it in the Bible, it says it in our literature, mm-hmm. it comes back.
0: It comes back. And if you think about money as energy, think about the investment of you know buying crap food versus you know going to Whole Foods. It's like. I'm investing my energy, my money into my health or not into my health. You know, my son last night was at a small group and his small group leader like took them all out to watch the game and everything. And I texted him last night at 10 o'clock and I was like, hey, I need to shoot you a Venmo. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like this is, I wanna do this for the boys, like my treat. And my husband's like, we don't owe him. And I was like, I want to invest my energy in one of the biggest priorities for my son, right? So I don't care if I have to pay the guy or not. I wanna give him the money. I wanna give him that energy. And it's no different in business, right? It's like, if we invest, and and we just gotta change the word because we all know, if we invest our energy in our business growth and if we invest our energy in our personal growth, it comes back.
1: But then we have,
0: then we have a wall when it comes to like the ticket $600 and people are like, Whoa, I don't know about that.
1: It's crazy. (laughs) Right. It's crazy. And so what I, I, but I love also where you started this, there are also seasons, you know, when I was a kid, I like fell in love. I fell in love with bodybuilding. You know, I was Mm. the kid. And it was different back then, but, like, there were these guys, Lee Labrada and Lee Haney and Sean Ray and Flex Wheeler and Dorian Yates and, you know, this thing, and and, I, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But they had an off-season. But the off season, it wasn't like they stopped training, right. right? They weren't constantly dieting, and it was right. to build the muscle. Then there was the preseason. Like, it was right before you were going to get ready for mm-hmm. a show. You know, like pre and you just start adding a few more workouts, you start dropping your calories a little bit. And then it was the 12 or 16 weeks before a show. Right. What I've realized is they had it right. Like, you know, yes. if you had three or four seasons where you can keep that intensity, but you change mm-hmm. the focus a little bit. Yes. Right. Like yes. you said before, my spiritual uh, wellness, my business wellness, you know, maybe mm-hmm. my mind. I really think that's the way to do it. And that way those other areas get a little bit of rest and recovery.
0: Right. Right. Well, and I think unfortunately, the majority of people are, you know, we you just talked about kind of the preseason, the, yeah. you know, in the season, the their off season is still maintenance, right? It's not even off season. I think most people, unfortunately, are in their off season, which means zero. Like nothing. Nothing's happening, you know? And then they they're their in season is equivalent to to somebody else's off season right that's actually maintaining and so we got to we got to look at consistency we got to look at kind of a maintenance program of our spiritual health our financial health our business health our personal growth all of those things but then yes those seasons where we kind of put the the pedal to the metal and and go all in Um, tell me, tell me the story, if you would, Adam, like, what is the story here? You got sober 17 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So, so what's the story? It's so funny because I I obviously want to hear like, so what happened? Obviously you got sober. And then I always want to hear like, what was the growth journey for these last 17 years? Whenever I'm on a podcast, which is very often interviewed by somebody not in recovery, they just want to know like how I got sober.
1: (laughs) Really. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, always yeah. like,
0: uh, by the grace of God, like <laughs> you know, I'm like no, I have
1: a meeting at 12 o'clock that's open. If you'd like to come, I'm speaking, <laughs> sharing my story. I, no, I get it, I get it. So let you know what let me I know exactly what you're asking me. Yeah, I know exactly what you're asking me. So uh 17 years ago, I'm in a treatment center and I'm a different Adam. I'm a different Adam, and I went in. By the way, thinking that if I'm the most dedicated, disciplined, determined rehab patient they've ever seen, they'll be like, "There's nothing wrong with this guy. This yeah. guy's it must be the business, it must be his his spouse, it must be the kid, it must be right? it, it, like whatever." And more everything I learned backfired on me, right? Everything, right, right. That alcoholism is a disease. That there's four components to make it a disease. It's progressive. It's chronic. It's always there. It's primary. It's not secondary. And it's fatal. Right. You put those four qualifications together. You're a disease. You take one away. You're a disorder. And disorders are bad enough. Right. But, right, but, but so I we, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, right, absolutely. We have a disease, right. Yeah. That, that is fatal. And little things were, were making so much sense to me. Like, first off, the t- first time I said it, I'm Adam and I'm an alcoholic and an addict. And I it was, I was just following what they were saying because right. I, I get kicked out. I need to get out of here as fast as possible. Yeah. And this a hundred-pound gorilla just jumped off my shoulders, Moira. Right. It was the first time I said it. Right. And it was like the movie The Sixth Sense with. Yeah. Bruce, and at the end, he realizes he's dead. And now the whole movie makes sense. When I said I'm an alcoholic and an addict, my whole life made sense. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's why I got a DUI. That's why I was a lunatic at Arizona State University. That's why I was the person with the, the first person with a fake driver's license. That's why I outdo everybody. but like, I didn't understand what I was. I thought I was right. just a, a radical party maniac. You know, right. I didn't understand these labels. Um, and I had some profound spiritual experiences within this place that it, for me, it came in the shape of a panic attack, but it was a profound spiritual experience where honestly, my heart rate was 180 something. It was through the roof, wow. but a part of me was dying yeah, and a part of me was being born. Mm. And it got me in touch with this idea and this concept of God and a higher power and these holy religious teachings that I never really cared about in my life.
0: Right. Um,
1: and... I, and it got me in touch with a fellowship and yeah. steps and how how to have a new blueprint of living. Mm-hmm. And what happened was one day at a time, I fell in love with this thing, by the way. Yeah. That's the main thing I should say. I fell in love with it and I couldn't get enough of it. And one day at a time, this thing started, I started embodying it. And yeah. it was coming out in every area of my life, in every relationship, even to the point that it was a little weird. Like Sometimes I would say- uh, <laughs> I was, in, I was in a prior marriage, and I remember saying, um, "You know, I have a resentment towards you."
0: Yeah.
1: I remember her being like, "Who talks like this? Are you angry? <laughs> Say you're angry."
0: Right. Right. A
1: resentment towards me. I was I was being trained. I was speaking yeah. a new language. I was discovering a new way to. I'll never forget when she first saw me praying, like 30 days ago, patron drinking lunatic. Right. This guy's praying. He's praying. like, okay, now I have this guy. I, you know I, mean? I can relate. I can
0: relate.
1: Well, one minute I have this guy. Now I got this guy. Great. You know, like so <laughs> I, I you know, I get it. I totally get it. Oh my gosh. But one of the things that happened with this spiritual part was I started seeing how it would it started bleeding into my family business. And I started becoming a leader in a way that I never really knew was I was capable of and those things that I shared with you in the beginning this compassion this sweetness this wanting the best for others this these thing that used to make me feel very very feminine I mean more I was the guy that like I I like masculine. I like right. to, like to box right? not to hurt somebody to box yeah. to try to win. but I would always show the guy after what I did this is how you slip this is where and my coach would be like what's wrong with you
0: yeah, gosh, yeah, our society what just was
1: wrong with you? He was society at
0: me. shuts it down so much for men and for boys. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. But that thing started helping our this family business that I was running. Yeah. And I led like knights of the round table.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, not like not with fear, not with I'm the boss, and right. And we start it just took my whole leadership skills to a whole new level. Well, this thing never left me. And before you know it, I have a friend that's running a really, really um, high-end company that I'd rather not say. I could tell you off the air. Sure, right? sure. And there was a lot of celebrities that worked for it. He's like, I need you. I need you to speak to this client of mine. And I'm like, I don't do this professionally, man. Right. I'm like, I make bras and panties for Victoria's Secrets. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm like a sober 12 step guy. He's like, no, man. He's like, you have something special. Wait,
0: what was your other job? What's your family business? Uh, so
1: we were, so you we just were
0: over that. For a I apologize. Wait, we, were,
1: we were the number one lace manufacturers in the world. Not oh America, my gosh. Yeah. That's so hilarious
0: two, and awesome.
1: 110,000 square foot plant, 600 machines, one plant, two 12 hour shifts, the other plant, three eight hour shifts. I loved every single employee. You know, what I mean, I had to start at the bottom as the janitor and then learn yarn inventory and then learn a quality control and then to be a mechanic and then be a wow. knitter. Go to the design department. You know what I mean? It was like boot camp, you know? Wow. It was business boot camp, but it did it did teach me principles of business. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, really? for sure.
1: Um, Yeah, I do kind of gloss over that <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I do, but that's what I did. I yeah. made chances. I you know my job was to make Victoria. Like, Victoria's is, is the most recognizable name, but right, like, right, Anki, Hanes brands. My job was to make my client happy even if yeah. i could not tell that there was a little flower difference that used right. to drive me nuts if i had to change the yarn and it, i had to make my client happy
0: yeah
1: um which which was a great education because now yeah. i can as much as my client did but back in the day i'd be like just buy the lace would you just <laughs> stop stop breaking <laughs> um but i learned how to my this, this thing that you and i both were blessed into started just radiating out of me and a friend of mine that's running this very high powerful agency has some celebrities that need some help they've tried all these names like
0: addiction is that what you're talking about with addiction
1: addiction alcoholism uh, abusing things dependencies um overeating
0: yeah yeah right like all of the above right all of the above
1: and uh and I just remember looking at me like, dude, I don't do this professionally. Like I'm honored to even be here. Like, yeah. look at that guy. I love I have I have all his albums. Like I was like still like a fanboy, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I need you. And I I just kept putting this block up. I'm not what you think I am. And he's like, No, you are exactly who I think wow. you are. And he brought me in a room and there's this big name there. And we were there for like three hours. Wow. And and the gifts started coming out. Yeah. The gifts started coming out. Before I knew it, it something had shifted in the universe. Forever. Like something just shifted. And um, long story short, this empire that we had, we were up against China, the Me Too movement. And all of my, these people that I really admire and respected, heads, heads of major companies, you can look at their stock prices now, didn't yeah. believe in Amazon. Yeah. They were like, women will always want to go to a store. They're right. always going to put a bra on. And I'm like, I don't think so, man. I'm like, wow. my wife is ordering stuff online and sending it back. I'm telling you, you got to get on this online yeah. thing. They didn't believe in it.
0: Wow.
1: Well, we just got blessed. We just got blessed that we somebody made an offer mm. that was too good to refuse.
0: You sold, right, you right sold it right at the
1: right time. Right before COVID wow right before covid and wow. i just remember going to my mentor who is we sometimes call sponsor mentor but yeah. like this guy is a rock and roll legend i'd love to share with you more about him like you yeah. know just you know, they're making a broadway play about him his name is dion he's known for the song the wanderer and run around sue and he's just he's he's so he's everything to me you know this guy just taught me everything and i remember what am i gonna do and he's like what are you talking about yeah like He's like, you're going to be Adam. Finally.
0: Ah, uh, you're going to be Adam. You're going to be free.
1: You're going to be free. You're going to do what you love. And, and it was like more, I'm just this guy, you know, I don't know if it's from my culture, my the eighties or whatever. Somebody that believed in me gave me a permission slip. Yeah. I've met a lot of men. I think, you know, I think your coach is one that just have it in them. They just take yeah. they, they have the balls and they take it. Yeah. Right. I, I have to admit I'm not. Yeah. I I had to have somebody that was older, that wiser, that believed in me to say, it's your turn.
0: I, and I'm going to argue that point. I think, um, just because I want the audience to hear this because we do have this perception of especially really masculine men or really powerful, successful women that they're like, just out there taking it. People probably think that of me, no way, no, how would I have, ever accomplished much of anything had I not had multiple people breathing belief into me Mm -hmm. when I had absolutely none. So I think that 100% of the population has needs that or the people that have succeeded and gone out there and built extraordinary things have absolutely had that person or multiple people in their life that have been that for them. Well, we all need you. it thank yeah thank you for yeah.
1: sharing because sometimes i look at these men and i marvel at them you know yeah. i marvel at them and I, I i'll give you an example i know your guy but i wouldn't want I, you could share him i can't but like, Are you talking is yeah. my coach Bedros? Yeah, yeah. Bedros, like, but, yeah. but i see pages in that level like like tony you know where yeah. you know i remember hearing these tony stories from tony where he's like i had to create that this guy i had to become this guy well i don't have that
0: You know, I had something breathing
1: life into me. I had somebody helping me.
0: Right. But it's so interesting. This conversation is so interesting because I have literally said the exact same thing on many stages that the Moira I was even 10 years ago doesn't remotely resemble who I am today, that I have created this. But what I think when people say I have created this, no one means they've done it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because anyone who's had success, they just know that it's taken a freaking village. Yeah. You know, it has taken a village. It has taken a spouse behind the scenes. It has taken a team of friends that are just breathing belief that are picking you up when you're falling apart. No one has ever created that alone. And if they have, they're on the most egotistical, lonely journey of life. And that's not people that you and I you no. know, admire in the world.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. But I do, I do, like you sharing that with me, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause it is, um, it, it's, it's a part of my truth, you know, that, 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 moment with Dion was the moment that the hero project was born. Yeah. And when he said, what are you talking about? You're going to be Adam. You know, I wow. needed someone to see me.
0: Yeah. I need, I get to see it. Me,
1: you know, like, and it, and it felt good.
0: Yeah. There's no better feeling than to no. be seen. No, than to be seen. So let's speak to that moment. Because I feel like in my audience, there's so many people out there that have ideas that have desires. And even for me, it's a constant, it's always evolving. And I'm always doing, you know, the next thing in the next project. How do you take kind of this mess of like, well, these are my talents, this is maybe what I'm good at. But how do I package that? Does it look like a podcast? Does it look like a brick and mortar? Does it look like a coaching practice? Like, how did you define your business model, really? Okay. I, I think so many people are stuck with the idea and they have no idea what to do with the ideas.
1: Right? I'm so happy you're asking this. I'm gonna, I'm just going to get naked. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. Let's go back, I'm gonna go back to the beginning. I, yeah. So I, okay, here you go. I happen to be wearing it, yeah. right? So let's love see, I, I don't have my camera, so I don't want to see because I don't like looking at myself, but here we go. So um am taking the camera back off. So I'm a, I'm a guy that people know Like I love Superman. Yeah. I've always loved Superman. The day I was born, I was in a Superman show. I don't know why this thing stuck, right? Truly, Superman's kryptonite, us, alcohol and drugs. But you want to torture him? You want to torture him? What you do is you put a bomb in metropolis and you put lois lane over here and you yeah. say yeah make a choice mm. i mean like that's torture for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, know I mean? you made a yeah. commitment to be with Moira, but your daughter needs you right now adam you're on you know, like i that's you want to see my brain go nuts because yeah. brain can't be two places at once that's my that's my weakness i can deal with the kryptonite all day you and i have found a way out of that You found yeah. a- that's my torture and I love the idea that you save lives, that you help save. Like at the end, of you know what I mean. And you have a fortress of to, to, meditation, prayer, spirituality. You have a way to to decompress. So I, I knew I could help people. I knew I had this thing. I, now I'm starting to get all these people believe in me, and and I literally, more, I, I was going through a divorce. I'm I am proud to share that story now because, I am somebody like especially back in my days in recovery. And, you know, you start passing on what we're being taught. And I remember with other men that were going through this and I hear myself now. And sometimes I feel so sad being like, you can make it work. If you lean in, if you do everything, if you go to marriage counseling. And and one thing I did not know that God had to humble me with is it takes two. Right. That I did. not. I thought I could do all the work for both of us. And I couldn't. (laughs) And she didn't want to go on this journey. Yeah. And I can't tell her that that's wrong. You know, she likes life the way she likes life and that's okay. Right. Oh, so I couldn't do the work for both of us. I thought I could, but I couldn't. So my divorce was very humbling, but now the hero project. So I sat there with a notebook and a pen and I just, on the left side, I just started writing down things that I, that mean everything to me. Yeah. Recovery, spirituality, Steps, love, Superman, superheroes, da, 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 hero, hero, mm, right? Yes. On the right side, I was like, "Well, I like you know what what helped me: bodybuilding, transformation program, I'm part of a twelve-step program." But but I don't. If I work with people, they're not a program. I don't want. I don't want to be chest and back on one day, and arms and shoulders on the next day. But, <laughs> but, but, but 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 a project. People are projects. Right. And then I, and I went out for the first time because I told you I was part of a family business and I understood what be, making an LLC was. And I got three credit cards. And now these three cards, it was, it was a platinum American express, um, uh, a, a a bank, like, uh, a, like a loan card, where you go, a line of credit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and, and a visa card. And to me, look i had done what but to me that looked like gold i had access to something that i could do whatever I it wasn't about yarn it wasn't about employees that i had it (laughs) was about uh the air conditioning of keeping the yarns a certain uh, of of keeping the building a certain temperature it wasn't about you know entertain this was about something new for me these three credit cards looked like gold they literally look and i was like what am i gonna do yeah Right? I so I just start taking little risks I was like well probably be I, it probably because there's no there's nobody well known or famous in an anonymous program that right. where, where I go where we go mm-hmm. we are a fellowship and we we care for one another and it's completely altruistic it's completely I have to give you what's freely given to me I'm not very well known I have to somehow build a reputation right I have to build a curriculum. I have to get, and before I knew it, I started just, I guess I started gambling right. I started betting right. And- What were new- some
0: of those first steps that you took?
1: I'm well, curious. I decided, yeah, no, no, no. For, I, look, just for And I for think me- the
0: biggest thing that people, uh, that I'm hearing already that some people are probably missing is you had three credit cards. You were investing, right? Yeah, I think 100%. so many people want to start a business or a company or do have this big dream and they want what other people have. But it takes risk. It takes the gamble. It takes the investment. I mean, you can't go big without putting some skin in the game. A lot no of doubt.
1: Skin in the game. No yeah. doubt. And I think something that's probably very, I'm going to say, sexy about us is that this is something I'll give myself credit for, right? I told you how humble I, I told you I had this sweet side of me. I told you about Dion breathing in life in me. I said, like, I, I want people to know that I'm as human as anyone. But this, that I had no fear on. Yeah. That looked like gold. I was excited. I didn't have this. Oh my god, money! Oh no, what's gonna happen? I, I didn't have any of that. Yeah. I was like, okay, what can I? Let, let's make some magic happen. Yeah. Let, let's bet on myself for the first time. Let's really bet on me. Right. So I, I saw social media was something. It may not be everything, but it was something, mm-hmm. something to build credibility. So I did that. Oh, I got a few actual life coaching licenses like, the, like yeah. that were quite a bit of money. But I was like, you know what? I don't want to go into this thing naked. Right. I want to go into this thing saying, well, hey, I'm Adam Jattle, you know.
0: Right. I used to run the
1: biggest lace empire in the world. Let me, you know, I didn't, I wanted to have at least some sort of yeah. structure underneath me, you know, uh, so, some sort of some sort of backbone that I, I did, when I was with somebody I didn't feel just raw. So I invested in that, got some certifications, got some lessons, started building some social media. Before I knew it, the social media started getting me some things on the news. Now I'm a, now. I'm on ESPN. I'm on Fox news. On so that's that- a
0: big leap. That's you just took a big leap.
1: <laughs> I know. How
0: do you go? And was that kind of just a stroke of luck and like things lining up for you? How do you go from like, I decided to make some business cards to And then I got on ESPN. Like, are are you ready? You
1: I'm going to show you. Okay. It was, it was, uh, it was a, ma- let me make, make a marriage. Yeah. One person saw my Instagram and and loved some of my content and said, "Will you be on this?" Mm-hmm. I got on Fox News twice. Wow. wow! And then they said they said to me, "We work closely with this PR firm. Mm. If you're getting anything out of this, we highly because we can't just keep cold calling you. It doesn't work like that,
0: right? You
1: know what I mean, you need some sort of representation." Now, I didn't know any of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know
1: I, mean? I used to make schmatas for Victoria's <laughs> Secrets. You know what I mean? Like, I did not know I needed some form of representation. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm like, you know, and I, if you could hear the voice in my head, it was going, "Why You called called me twice?" Like, right, like, right. I feel like we have a lovely relationship, but I guess it just does not work like that. You know, it right. just there's structures and systems in place. So I remember my first PR from that was three thousand a month, but I was like, okay, like I'm getting, I'm yep. getting good feedback. Then I got some clients from that, that built. And before I knew it, this thing wow. started gaining some momentum. Yeah. You know, and, and finally, and this is the story that you and I spoke about, but finally I was introduced to this Tony world mm-hmm. and I like people knowing the truth, which is, I thought it was a bunch of hoopla.
0: Right. Same, I, same,
1: same. You know what I, mean? I saw a bunch of people wearing the same fucking hat. I mean, with a clover on it, jumping up like maniacs. I felt like, look, at uh, this is my head, right? Look at this fucking guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Built his own football fan stadium around him. You know what I mean? Like, 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 look at like just negative, cynical, judgmental. I'm not one of these people. This is not for me. And this giant of a man comes on stage. Mm. And before I know it, he's talking about when you stand like Superman, it raises your testosterone. He's talking about Michael Jordan, my favorite athlete. Mm-hmm. And he's taking you through these processes that are very similar to stuff that you and I do, like a fourth and fifth step. He calls it a yeah. dick in the process. And I'm going through this stuff and I'm like, this guy's real. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, my, my bullshit meter, I couldn't find a way right. of not yeah. loving him. And it was time for me to grow. So I grew with that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I just, so what you were saying, the credit, card, I just kept putting into me and what I was putting into me, I was giving out. Yes. And it's like you and I became like this, it's like a uh, part of the funnel.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And I can remember, I can remember the, like the knowing in my soul when I went to my first Tony event I had, I didn't have nickels to rub together. It fell on my son's birthday. Like I couldn't really go to my husband and be like, um, I'm leaving on our son's birthday and I'm spending money on a plane ticket and spending money on this and spending money. He would have been like, excuse me. Like, no, you know, there were, everything was stacked against me. And I just knew, I just knew that this was going to be the thing that not only was it an investment in my business, but it was an investment in me that was gonna be, flow out, like you said. And it was, it was the domino that just, I mean, I really attribute so much of my success and so much of my impact to thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people's lives because of me saying yes to something. Exactly. Right?
1: Exactly. And it doesn't have to be him, right? He, right, he's- right. This happens to be, I think, you know, like the most. Let, let's say Bezos right now is Kobe, right? right? He just happens to be the Michael Jordan of of that. So it's it's a recognizable name; people know who we're talking about. Yeah. It's easy to follow our story, but still, it was our belief in ourselves that if we do this, this can shift everything.
0: Right. 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 And so you got to take that leap of faith. You got to take that risk. You and this is where I always say listen to the whisper. You got to get out of your freaking head. That's like, oh, I can't afford it. I don't have the money. It doesn't line up. Oh, it's on my son's birthday. I definitely can't go. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know, and you got to get out of your head and into your heart and if there is that knowing in your soul, that pull to something, you have no idea what it's going to unlock for you and you just got to go. You got to go.
1: Oh, uh, we, we got to make a clip out of that. Yeah. You a team, Whatever this, that was it. <laughs> That's the juice. That's the juice. You have to get out of your head and you have to go. And by the yeah. way, that is still my um, uncertainty is still mm-hmm. one of my hardest things that I deal with.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like, to be honest with you, I would love to be right now in my studio with my Superman S behind me and you and I, like I'm, I'm in Utah. And I want, you to know, like, I, I, we decided to fly out very quickly when we got invited to this thing. And I want, you to know, if you could hear my head yeah. before this, you, it, it, I, I'm here. So I, it look, I'm, I'm playing the part I'm all in, but I had every excuse not to come.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I just
1: had an event. I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, you know, my kids schedule. I have, I can just find reasons. We to, all can. Yeah. Right? To be comfortable. And, and even, I constantly have to lean in constantly. Yeah.
0: And there's a difference between desire and want and a soul calling. And, and I'm not saying like a soul calling that happens once in your life. I'm saying there is that tap, that whisper in your soul every single second of every single day. Yeah. And, you know, same thing with me this weekend. I want to just stay home. I yeah. want to go to my daughter's volleyball game. I want, and I, I'm that's comfortable. I'm like, so part of me thinks like, isn't that the whisper, my desire, my want? But no, I got invited to something where I have to be in LA on Sunday. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't wanna. Right. But I know I need to. But I know I need to. And I need to try to always, there's always a balancing act. You know, I was on Dave Meltzer's show not that long ago and he was asking me about this. And and somebody, when I was at an event recently said, you must love red eyes. And I'm like, Are, who, who, I don't know who loves red eyes. I do not love red eyes, but I take a ton of them because I have to balance what the universe, what God is calling, where he is calling me to be with also my desire to not miss much of anything with my children, right?
1: Come here, hold on, I'm giving you a hug. Yes, I'm giving you a hug. (laughs) Oh, you're the sweetest. That's right, I hate him too.
0: Right. It's sacrifice. I got to sacrifice and I will sleep on a plane versus traveling all day so I can be at the volleyball game, so I can be at the football game, but so I can also be where God's calling me to be and in the rooms where I need to be.
1: And let's say it too. When we say we will sleep on the plane, what we mean is we will be an uncomfortable in and out zone where we're never getting true REM sleep. Hundred percent. You get to knock out and our bodies are tight, but we used to, we, we, right. But we will do whatever it takes. Yes. Lack of sleep, the lack of comfort, the lack of whatever, mm-hmm. right? So we could be with our children and be at these important moments, but also know that we can be here at the same time.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I remember hearing that in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, successful people are just willing to be uncomfortable longer. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I love a challenge. And I'm like, game on. I I will outlast you, you know? Yes. It's not only that I will outwork you, because I always knew that about myself, but I will outlast you in uncomfortability. And that's, that's a lot of it.
1: I got that. I think oh. there is a part of our spirit that is from our, if you want to call it our addiction, Hundred but, but now it's channeled. It's whatever that part of our soul, we're, you know, it, we're healing it the right way. Right. Before we were, we were looking for, I believe, cause now i I know you're my sister. We were looking for spiritual intoxication. We weren't right. like looking just to get high. Jimmy high's fun. Go ahead. Have one edible. We right. weren't looking for like three Chardonnay. We were looking for spiritual intoxication. I need to be way above here. You know yeah. what I mean? And you and I found a place to channel that. Yes. You know, yes. and yes. and and God bless us for that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I absolutely believe that addiction can be our greatest gift. You know, the mm. thing in you and I that makes us crazy and almost kills us can also be our greatest gift to the app, to the world. I mean, we can channel that. I don't even want to say a little bit of crazy, a lot of, a lot of crazy and, and make it for good. Right. Yeah.
1: That's that's our superpower.
0: That is our superpower. Absolutely. Our kryptonite yeah. is our superpower. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Isn't that insane? Oh,
0: so crazy. And I feel like it's that for everybody. Ours is alcohol and drugs, but everybody else has got something, you know, it's like, I remember sitting in, um, an auditorium one time listening to, I think it was Glennon Doyle, Melton. And, um, somebody said, how do you find your purpose? And I was like sitting on the edge of my seat. Cause you know, this was 10, 15 years ago. I was kind of at that season where I was changing businesses and, and I'm like, yeah, how do you find your purpose? And she said something I'll never forget. She said, where's your pain? Yeah. Where's your pain? So good. You know, where is your pain? Because behind the pain is the purpose is the calling is your
1: superpower. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, uh, what you and I have been able to do from all the work we've done, you're 23, my 17, and now where we are in our lives and in this season is we've learned how to take that pain of ours and translate it to someone else's pain. Although it's not, Alcohol and drugs, we identify like that.
0: Yes, absolutely. You
1: know? and, absolutely. And, and, and we actually know the solutions quite the same. Right. You know the solutions quite the same. You know, at, at the end of the day, if it's keto, vegan, counting macros, bodybuilding, CrossFit, endurance, the the bottom line is there's a certain calorie count. Yeah. a certain amount of activity, right. And a certain ideal that, right. That you will get you where you want to go. And yeah. I think we found that in personal development.
0: Right. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's, I think both uh, that's, that's our mission, right? Because we know, and I, and I want every single person to hear this before we wrap, because I know that you believe this. If you kind of commit to a journey and a path and to some, some processes, just like the 12 steps, right? The 12 steps for us got us from addiction near death to freedom and sobriety. There is a process. There are, are, there is a journey that you can take that you can go on where you go through the work and on the other side of that is joy and freedom for your life and confidence and, you know, the ability to chase your dreams and achieve them, all of that is possible for everybody. There's just not a personal development school on every corner, unfortunately. There needs to be, you know? There needs
1: to be. And I think, you know, I think we're watching it, you and I. Yeah. I think we're watching yeah. this come into our children's lives. And
0: yeah.
1: Um, it, it's, it's just a fascinating time. It's fascinating. It is.
0: Mm-hmm. It is absolutely. And what a fascinating conversation! Oh my loved God, man, I loved every second of this. this all day. I, I could do. This too. All day. I could do. This is the best. Well, Adam, tell me this: where can people find you? Where can they find out about your coaching? All the things. Do you have anything coming up you want to talk about?
1: Uh, so, uh, I, you can find me at Adam Jablin on all platforms. Kind of made it simple for myself, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get it.
1: Uh, <laughs> for myself. Um, I will have a neuro hero conference. Number two, the first one was a major success. I'm so proud to share that with you. Awesome. But, um, I'll have that number two. It's going to be in January. I'm going to get some dates in the announcement. Um, but until then, you know, here, here to help and as many people as you and I can.
0: Awesome. 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 Well, you guys make sure you tag Adam in this episode, tag me, slide into our DMS. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to help in any way we can, but share this episode so that this message just gets out to more people and everything below in the show notes will be there. So all the links to everything, Adam will be there. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your friendship and for your time today, Adam.
1: Same, same, same. And by the way, just so you know, I want to take the microphone so many times and ask questions back. I really <laughs> try to be a good boy and just like answer. But I cannot wait to have you on my podcast, Aww. deep into your story. I can't wait.
0: I can't wait to do it too. Thanks so much. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. that would be super super helpful to us and share in your social media tag me I love hearing what you guys have to say your takeaways all the things so make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes and we will see you next week